welcome to the third episode of Figure It, the podcast where we study the facts and statistics on Cyprus and figure out what it all means. My name is Fiona Mullen and I'm the Director of Sapienta Economics. Figure It is hosted by Island Talks, the first trilingual podcast station of Cyprus. In my last two episodes, I had discussions only with men, so I thought I would make up for it today by talking about gender, why gender equality is good for business, why pandemics are particularly difficult for women, and what we might be able to, to address that. And lockdown is over for the time being, so I'm very pleased to be joined in the Island Talk studio here by Dr. Sofia Papastavrou. Sofia is a gender technical consultant who advises various international humanitarian organizations on gender issues. Hi Fiona, it's great to be here in Island Talk studio on a very warm yes. July morning. Um, so yes, I'm a gender technical specialist. I'm focused on providing integrated gender equality support um, in various humanitarian development organizations. So in particular, I'm focusing on global mandates like the UN Sustainable Development Goals, as well as Canada's feminist foreign international assistance policy and ensuring that we're in alignment with those mandates in our projects and programming. Right. So to make sure that um, you don't forget all the gender aspects when there's uh, money to be spent, let's say. Right. And we really want to dig deep into ensuring that the most vulnerable women and girls' needs are being met and addressed. I should also add that Sophia helped me a lot when we were working together with the World Bank and the UN and a separate PRIA report on uh, gender issues because I really felt like I knew, knew nothing beforehand. Yeah, but the important thing is that you know that gender inequalities exist and that women's rights um, haven't always included women. Um, you're also acutely aware of the fact that of the impact, excuse me, that women in leadership actually make. But you know a lot more, right? Well, honestly, I, I didn't know very much until I started digging into it. So, um, and, and that's one of the things we want to talk about today because uh, one of the things I found out through our work together was um, that there's now some good hard research on why gender equality is good for business. So... Um, one of the, and I, I deliberately, I thought, let's, we need to look at advanced economies. We need to look at more than one economy. We need to have a good spread of, of uh, data. And there's, there's one, the two that really struck me was McKinsey, so big international, you know, American organization, I think. They looked at over a thousand companies, over 12, uh, 12 countries, seven sectors, and they found that um, it's a bit complicated the way they describe it, but essentially the, pe the companies that are in the top quarter, quartile as they call it, for gender equality are between something like 21 to 27% more likely to have better profits than the guys at the bottom. And, um, uh, and ethnic diversity, interestingly enough for Cyprus, was you'd, you'd get a 33% boost. Then there was this... Uh, Peterson Institute um, did something in 2016, 21,000 um, companies, 91 countries, and they found if you had at least 30% of women in senior management, you'd get a boost to your net, what's called your net profit margin, which can be tiny in sectors like retail. And I think overall it was a one percentage point increase. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're on very thin margins, it, it means a lot. 
And there was um, an IMF one too about economic growth. No? Ah, yes, yes. So economic growth. So the IMF basically has a database of every country in the world, which is what, 193 countries now, I think. And um, they found that if you, essentially, if you get more women into the labor force, you're, you can expand the pie, you can expand your GDP by anywhere from 20 to 80%. Now, that's not going to be the case for Cyprus because it, on the Greek Cypriot side, it's quite relatively high. But, um, but in the north, only 40% of women are in the, in the labor force compared with 57%, something like that, for the Greek Cypriots. So we estimated in our report that maybe it could provide another 30% boost based on this uh, methodology to the Turkish Cypriot economy. Wow, that's really interesting and yet disturbing at the same time. So according to a European Institute of, for Gender Equality, Cyprus, the South only, apparently has 22, is sitting at the bottom part of the class at 22 out of 28 countries in 2019 for gender equality, for gender equality yeah. yeah so we're not doing really very, disturbing. very well in there yeah no we're sides. not and i think this Dismal. is this is important because you know both sides of the island are now suffering about to suffer very deeply because of covid and stuff. absolutely and so whatever you can do to boost economic um, activity or growth or whatever is uh, is good so it's important in this time of covid and economies doing really badly because of tourism and so on, that whatever we do to boost boost economic activities, um, you know, we should be looking at this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it's important to understand that our formal economy is not only, is only possible, excuse me, because it's subsidized by women's unpaid work. And I think that's something that's important to flag. Um, this isn't my quote. It's actually articulated by the senior gender advisor at the Secretary General of the United Nations, um, I'd like to point out. So even once you get business, business, excuse me, and policymakers to get on board to understand that gender is good for business, you still have to create those conditions and address those, those you know, deeply rooted barriers. So what are those, because that's one thing that you often hear. People say, well, if there were enough, good enough women, they'd be in management positions anyway. And that, uh, that's yeah. the sort of stuff I learned through you is, it's not that straightforward. How, what are the barriers to getting women in, uh, uh, either into the workforce yeah. at all or into management positions and things like yeah. that? Absolutely. So some of the barriers are a lack of workplace flexibility so that when women are balancing uh, work and life balance, we're being forced or women with children, excuse me, are being forced to choose between their jobs and their family. And this has been critical at this phase during this pandemic. So in terms of salary, there are huge dis disparities between women and men. Um, you have also with regards to if men, if women and men had the same high levels of education, they still have that gender pay yeah. gap. And yeah, so I think that's really important to highlight. And even so in Cyprus, the average difference between men and women is um, women earn 84%. This is slightly old data, but it was 84% of the average uh, of, the, of the male salary. But in professional services, which you'd think, would, you know, the lawyers, the accountants, someone, the, the gap is 30%. So something's gone wrong there that, that the higher educated people are actually um, yeah. worse off in relative terms yeah and we have fewer women at um, levels of uh, sitting on board of directors yeah yeah oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. i mean there's supposed to be a um 
uh, it's a bit vague. I think the corporate governance code says you're supposed to have diversity, but it's, it's very unspecific. About well, I think I think that. also two organizations and businesses lack a gender yeah. policy that ensures some of these yeah. practices actually take place. And this is what was interesting about the work I did because it, I used to think it was a nice to have, and then I saw the data, and it's actually it's a, yeah. you know it's if you want to do compulsory. well, it's a must have. And in fact, you know international shareholders are starting to pay attention to this kind of thing. Absolutely. Like pension funds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also want to talk about, like you say, I think actually during the lockdown, maybe men started to realise for the first time what, what women are dealing with trying to work and have kids at the same time yep. running around them. But what's, um, I think you've had a look at, generally speaking, there's an impact on women during pandemics, right? Yes, absolutely. Look, I mean, I think it's, I think it's important to just, for the record, state that pandemics actually exacerbate existing inequalities, hands right. down. And we've seen that with the Ebola crisis, and now we're seeing it again with COVID-19. So across the world, women are being affected more severely. Socio- that socioeconomic impact of COVID is quite severe. And so why is that? Because they're more vulnerable in the first place? Or? Listen, they're more vulnerable in the, in the first place. Um, women are more likely to take on more precarious jobs with that also have a limited or little security for protection of their work. Right. Or they're in the infor- more, in, excuse me, informal sector. Yeah, okay. Right. So that so means they don't get the handouts and the this and the other. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, they have less buffer to those economic shocks um, that we're experiencing right now. And it's also hard to talk about that paid work because we need to acknowledge, like I said pre- in the beginning of this talk, the unpaid labor at home. So things like cooking, cleaning, caring for your kids, yeah, caring yeah. for the elderly, um, and the work that people do because they have to. Um, that's been predominantly a woman's role. And if it's not a Cypriot woman's role, it's a domestic worker's role who Uh is also female. Right. So I think that needs to be acknowledged as well. And then, of course, pandemics, everyone's in lockdown, so we've seen a rise in domestic violence, right? Right. So I just wanted to uh, go over quickly this a statement by the Gender Technical Committee. So according to them, they're stating that civil society saw that the Greek Cypriot community, 58% increase in DV cases. That's a lot. DV is? Domestic domestic violence. violence. Yep. And since the lockdown began, we're looking at in the Turkish Cypriot community, helplines or crisis survey delivery, excuse me, delivery lines received 10 times, 10 10 times times more since lockdown began. So that actually happens because the women, excuse me, women are home with their abusers yeah, while yeah. being cut off from those normal service deliveries, yeah. the crisis service deliveries, and of course, normal support services. Yeah, yeah. What's the answer to that? I suppose make sure there's more services available or something. You know, how do you address that in a pandemic? Look, I think that the pre preparation stage, excuse me, is really crucial. And we've seen that if we're providing women with at least some sort of awareness um, prior to and really investing in domestic violence crisis delivery services. And and when I say investing, I mean, show me the money and investment in that so that we are supporting women in these cases. Because I know that, for example, it's stated in in the statement by the Gender Tech Committee the police were not, that was not a priority at that, at this right. time for COVID pandemic. Uh-huh. They were too busy stopping people going to the beach. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So you also work a lot on women, peace and security. That's and, right. Um, this is another thing that, that there's been a lot of research on lately in which I was looking at also for the, um, the PRIO report and for the UN's gender-sensitive socioeconomic impact assessment, which we were supporting, um, is growing evidence, let's say, that if you get women involved in peacemaking, then it's not only more likely to get peace, but it's also more sustainable as well. Yes. Um, which I think that's... Which is also important, because here in Cyprus, I don't want to talk too much about the Cyprus, but it is very much a two guys in a room-led process rather than, let's say, more modern way of uh, trying to solve the problem. And closed doors. Um, I think I just want to go back and reiterate that the response to COVID-19 has had a serious implication for us in Cyprus on peace and security. And of course, looking at what we just mentioned, the rights of women and girls. And so when we're looking at checkpoints and lockdowns and closed borders and restriction on citizens' movement, mm -hmm. we're going to have an exacerbation of issues come up like gender-based violence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's, it's very there's not much publicity about it, but there are people who have relationships across the buffer zone, etc., etc. So of course. Sure. And trying to get kids to school and all kinds of stuff like this. So I think, you know, we, um, we, are, we are dripping here because we're recording without any aircon yeah. <laughs> and the fan is off. So, um, so we'll probably wrap it up. But sure. really, just to summarise, I think if, let's say on the economic aspect, if you want to boost your economy, start thinking about how you make it easier for women not just to work, but to progress at work and do well at work and get on the board because being on the, not only actually on the board, this... this um, this research said they need to be seen in management positions as well because that will be good for your business. You know, let's, let's do better on the pandemic side of things, making sure women are not so vulnerable to, to domestic violence. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you, Sophia, for coming. And, Anytime, uh, Fiona. That was our first in-the-studio recording. Thank you. Great, thank you.